This is Mission Disco. This is Mission Disco. This is Mission Disco. A conversation about imagination, innovation, and Christian mission in Ireland and beyond. Hello, good morning. We are live. We're back. It's fall break. It's finally sunny outside. It's not fall <laughs> break. What am I talking about? It's just break in general. Yeah, I think you've just gone back to. Yeah. America, I did. Like... It's definitely spring. Fall here. break like yeah fall break you know, that's like, such an that's american term October. yeah exactly and it's such it's an american um, term silly me but isn't Welcome. that something of the pandemic and that we lose track of time it's true yeah but i'm glad it's spring not yes. autumn to be honest i'm exactly. loving the blooms the warmer weather the sunshine um and i'm happy to welcome alan here with us this morning and ross as well i'm Anne. um for those of you who don't know me I'm on the Praxis team and I also um, wear different hats in ministry with Breathe Community and the Chaplaincy Program in the YMCA's in Ireland. And I have Ross with us today. He's on the Praxis team as well and he's also a business owner. So he's joining me as kind of co-host and we are um, blessed to have Alan with us today to share a bit mm. about Serve the City and how he is missional in his life. So I'll hand it, oh no, wait, I have to ask you. What's your favorite pancake topping? Because it's Pancake Tuesday, little fun fact about ourselves. What's your go-to topping? Mine's probably blueberries and um, maple syrup. Oh, together. I think they're my go-to ones. Yeah, yeah. Very non-Irish, actually. Yeah. Nice. What about you, Ross? We, we um, I, I live in a house full household full of um women who love pancakes and waffles and crepes so i think we're literally going for the whole hog today we've had them for breakfast there's a lunchtime menu and there'll be an evening crepe um extravaganza so uh, you know the girls have got this peanut butter salted caramel oh thing this morning wow. which was yeah i must say very very nice so wow I'll try that later but salted caramel yeah so. You're getting a good run into um, start of Lent then, right? We're definitely going full at it. You know, this is like <laughs> stocking up for 40 days. I think <laughs> mine's no probably pancakes. like Nutella and raspberries together. If I, I love Ooh, raspberries yeah. um, and a bit of chocolate and hazelnut. Mm. Like real melted to fresh off the pan, you know? Mm. So good. Nice. Yeah. Have you had it yet? No. I had, I made waffles no. yesterday, actually, and there were some leftovers. So I had some this morning because I felt like I couldn't make pancakes yesterday before Pancake Tuesday, you know? Mm. So yeah, kind of cheating on pancakes. Jumping the gun a bit, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think my housemate and I are going to make pancakes tonight <laughs> of some sort. So be great. Um, thanks, guys. Alan, um, do you want to just tell us a bit about yourself, um, all sort of aspects of life? Sure, yeah. Um, I suppose maybe starting off born and raised in Dublin um, a good number of years ago, but uh, have <laughs> lived overseas, uh, lived in the US for a while. And in fact, that's, that's where I really came to faith or where I first mm. encountered Jesus was in the US, yeah, in Chicago. Cool. Um, I'm married to Cheryl. Uh, we have three sons. Um, two are no longer living at home. They're living away and uh, one's still living with us. Uh, so the dynamics in our house have, have changed quite a bit <laughs> over the years. Um, we did get a we just we did get a COVID puppy um, oh, about twelve months ago, and so it feels like we now have a daughter finally <laughs> in the house. 
Um, so we have our little puppy Rigby. Uh, Rigby. Who's like our, our daughter we never had. And um, yeah, I, I suppose for many years um, when I returned to Dublin, uh, worked in the business world, um, was sort of involved in uh, various churches, I suppose ministry of various types, um, um, uh, uh, currently working with a, a Christian international development aid organization, uh, Team Hope, um, but really over the years have been involved in various types of church ministry, uh, Christian ministry, uh, in, including church planting, uh, particularly cool. in the early 2000s. That's awesome. It's great. Thanks. And Alan, um, you're involved in Serve the City, which we want to hear a little bit more about mm. today. So do you want to just tell us a little bit about what Serve the City is and how you got involved in it and mm. some of the things that you're engaged in now? Sure, yeah. Well, I suppose it was really out of that um, uh, church planting kind of context that myself and Cheryl were in the early 2000s that we were in a, a little bit of a fallow period, I guess you might say, but we were still sort of aspiring church planters. Mm -hmm. And um, we were, you know, we, we kind of heard about uh, through some friends uh, that had started this thing called Serve the City uh, over in, in Brussels, actually. And so uh, after doing our own sort of research and checking it out and chatting with our friends, sort of decided, hey, you know, I think this Serve the City concept, you know, might really work within Dublin, um, cool. you know. And so um, it was really born out of that, that sense of, you know, wanting to almost like do something between church plants that I got involved in. <laughs> I always liked volunteering. I had always been involved in volunteering, even, you know, when I was growing up in Dublin in my, in my late teens, I, I, I got involved in volunteering. Um, and so I just liked the idea of, uh, you know, sort of joining with other volunteers, uh, finding uh, a way of sort of being at, at the gra sort of grassroots community engagement yeah. um, and you know had, had tried to do that within a church planting context and um, had, had sort of tried that on several occasions but it hadn't just really sort of didn't take but okay. um, so really launched into service city um, with uh, with that uh, desire in, in mind I guess and, and really not really thinking it was almost like a temporary thing that I might be trying out um, so what are we 15 16 years later wow I'm still in temporary <laughs> still loving it and um, it's expanded you know beyond my sort of wildest uh, I guess dreams or expectations you know it started off with my wife and I Cheryl and a few friends sitting around our kitchen table um, we're now, you know, we've probably something like over a thousand volunteers wow. involved, um, operating and um, uh, engaging with volunteers and volunteer involving projects within uh, Dublin, um, also in Galway. We have a, a team cool. meeting over there, Tim and Christina. Um, and then we were in Cork for a while and then we lost a leader there. And so it's gone a bit, gone a bit fallow there at the moment as well in Cork, but hoping to uh, be back down there soon. So so that was really very much my, you know, sort of, um, uh, I guess, motivation or some of the, the context around getting involved uh, in Serve City, uh, the, you know, all those years ago. Cool. And so it is kind of a global movement. It's not just kind of European even, is it? Well, yeah, it, uh, Dublin, I think, was like the second or third city that okay. started this thing called Serve the City, as I say, <laughs> about 15, 16 years ago. It then sort of just mushroomed over over the next sort of 10, 12 years and 
you know, so I was involved in, obviously, um, uh, in what we were doing here in Dublin and in Ireland, and then eventually set it up, set, established sort of City Ireland as a, as a registered charity and a yeah. company limited by guarantee and sort of going through that part of it. But I was also involved for a number of years with Serve City International, which okay. then sort of became the international uh, network or association of like-minded cities and like-minded individuals. And uh, again, a very broad range of people, um, you know, they started in, you know, really focused in Europe. Um, okay. So a number of European countries. But then about, I don't know, five, six, seven years ago, we started with a lot of uh, uh, cities in the US, uh, African cities, um, okay. Far East, you know, we had a Russian city then get involved. <laughs> so yeah, it, it, it's just really grown almost virally. Um, there was no great master plan of, you know, sort of global domination or <laughs> you know, high level strategic plan involved. It just sort of evolved uh, and, and grew. Uh, organically, you know, with people to people. That's cool. And if you, if you um, were to sum up in maybe two or three sentences the vision of Serve the City, how would you, how would you describe that in terms of particularly in Ireland and in Dublin? Hmm. I, I suppose it really depends on the context, you know, because I think Serve the City has, has sort of become quite a number of things to a, you know, wide range of, of individuals. So, so certainly when I'm talking to my, my Christian friends and pastor friends and church leader friends, I tend to sort of talk about Service City, even though we're a civil society organization, mm. you know, we're not a religious organization, but I, I sort of describe it to them in terms of uh, justice and mission in action. Um, and, you know, it's, it's a way in which um, people from, you know, across the community, from any perspective, any background, with faith, no faith, a different faith, whatever, they can all get involved in this thing called Service City. And they oh. can get involved, you know, as a volunteer uh, and get involved in any number of the types of volunteer involving projects that we have. So generally when I'm in that sort of context, Russ, that's ten, that tends to mm. be how I, how I uh, describe it. Um, uh, and I think that generally gets the message across, you know, um, if I'm pushed, I'll then sort of say, well, look, it's really about for, for, for me personally in my, you know, in my walk with Jesus and trying to be a disciple of Jesus. It's how I actually try to go about mm. loving my neighbor as myself. Uh, but I say that from a very personal perspective. Um, and, um, you know, it's, 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 it's clear that, you know, many, 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 you know, hundreds of volunteers get involved in Serve the City and they bring their own motivation, their own triggers, their own perspectives on why they do it. Um, but uh, yeah. that, that's generally how I would describe it. Yeah, I like that. Justin's justice and mission in action. You know, it's mm. it's some that could you give us a few examples of some of the projects that that you have engaged in or a typical Serve the City project? I know there's a variety of them, yeah. but is there is there kind of some broad sort of categories that serve the city are engaged in? Yeah, so so in Dublin and also in Galway, where where our team are there, as I mentioned earlier, um, we well certainly prior to um, twenty twenty and particularly March twenty twenty and COVID nineteen, we were very much involved um, in sort of practical DIY type projects, um, either helping marginalised and vulnerable people in their homes with a bit right. of painting, decorating. A lot of de-hoarding, decluttering, okay. particularly for elderly people or for people that have 
you know, some sort of a, a physical, you know, uh, uh, disability of, of some kind. Um, uh, or in Galway, uh, they have been great in being involved in a lot of the Tidy Towns initiatives. Oh, yeah. So they would have a lot of um, uh, volunteers to kind of come along and to help in those kinds of projects. So typically it would be sort of very practical kind of stuff. And it, it's cool. the kind of stuff where anybody and everybody, you know, you don't even need English. You know, <laughs> you, just, yeah. you just roll up your sleeve. <laughs> And you just see other people picking up litter or painting or decluttering. And, you know, you don't even need the English language to be able to communicate what's going on there, you know. And so, you know, we've had Brazilian students. We've had, you know, all sorts of different people, uh, refugee, asylum seeker friends okay. kind of come along and some of them just do not have any English and they'll get involved. Um, so that was very much the type of stuff that we were doing uh, sort of like prior to the COVID. Um, obviously, that's changed now, um, you know, since uh, COVID and the social distancing and physical yeah. restrictions, we've obviously, you know, uh, 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 adhering to the government guidelines around that. Um, and so we've, we've, we've sort of changed. It's still very much practically orientated, but we very much got involved about this time or March, April last year with Community Call, okay. which was part of the government, you know, national government's initiative um, to engage um, uh, organizations uh, from the community and voluntary sector to help people within communities. So it was very much kind of stuff that we were already doing, but it sort of came under a community call umbrella. So that included things like volunteers doing shopping uh, for people who are cocooning at home or shielding at home. Obviously, they couldn't, you know, they, they were vulnerable and they couldn't come out. Uh, they had no maybe family or friends or support network to be able to go mm. shopping for them. Um, we've done kind of meals on wheels types of things where we're delivering hot meals. Um, you know, uh, we've done some emergency gardening. <laughs> we've had some emergency gardening cases <laughs> where literally the meals on wheels people, volunteers, couldn't get through to the front door Whoa. to deliver the meal. Bless. So we've even done some emergency gardening uh, jobs which have helped um, the smooth delivery of meals to people in their homes. But it's also about creating a space so that you can have that conversation with people too. Mm. Obviously you're respecting um, social distancing and social guidelines, but, but people have been starved uh, of, of uh, connection. Yeah. They've been starved of in-person interaction. So often, you know, that interaction happens, you know, the length of the driveway whatever that might be, you know, two meters, four meters, whatever it is. Sometimes it's, you know, two meters back from their front door as they come out to pick up their groceries. You've obviously got your mask on, you know, and they can't see your face, but, you know, you're having a having the chats, as they say, and, and just having a few words. and just Smiling words. with your eyes. Smiling with your eyes and, you know, um, sort of giving them happy movements, you know, and yeah. that sort of stuff behind the mask. Um, but it's really trying to create that space. And, mm. and I think both the, you know, the volunteers, particularly during you know, the last uh, nine, 10 months of COVID-19 and lockdowns have really appreciated that. You know, there's a sense of where they've been able to really get involved in the community. Yeah, you know, many volunteers, it's, it's often they would say, you know, it's, it's, it's something they've been meaning to do for many, many years. Yeah. They just never got around to it because they were so busy you know, with work and other responsibilities. But when you're locked in home at home and you can't go to work, maybe, or unfortunately, you know, you've been 
furloughed from work, mm. uh, you still want to feel like you, you can make a, a contribution uh, and, and a valuable contribution. And so that's very much been the, the, the kind of stuff that we've done. Um, we started a food bank um, during the summer, last summer, uh, with the support of two local authorities in the Dublin area. We started a food bank, um, you know, so, but we've had something like about 700 volunteers just in wow. the last 10 months that we've onboarded. Um, and just, you know, the challenge has just been trying to find, you know, meaningful, significant ways in which they can get involved that are valuable both to them, mm. but also very valuable to the people that they're serving. And so yeah. trying to get that balance right in terms of for, formal volunteer involving and, and making sure we're doing some good within the community and loving our neighbours. Yeah. Well, um, one of the things I, I love what you're saying there, Alan, is that sense of partnership. I think one of the things we're trying to do as Praxis Movement is try to just uh, enlarge people's imagination around uh, the whole idea of mission. But I just get that sense as you're talking, rather than trying to um, reinvent the wheel, you're partnering with the local council, you're partnering with tidy towns, you're partnering with other organizations who are doing similar stuff and mm -hmm. i just love that idea that we don't mm -hmm. always have to come up with yeah. everything but we have to have a willingness to kind of see what's going on there and get stuck in and i'm just imagining like delivering meals with a strimmer strapped to your back <laughs> you know it's a whole new meaning to deliveroo isn't it like someone comes with a hedge cutter just to get through to the front door wow. um, i just yeah I, yeah I like that idea so like where where do most of your projects come from? Like, mm. are they referred from mm. organizations to you? That's one question. And the other one is um, the volunteers. How do they how do they find out about Serve the City? Mm. Yeah, so we very much work on on a referral basis, and certainly we have you know even prior to COVID nineteen, we were very much um, you know dependent on referrals coming in from public health nurses. Uh, community workers, social workers, you know, uh, many of whom were working for the HSE, um, you know, and they would be involved in helping people and supporting people living at home within the community. Um, they would maybe be helping them from some medical or therapeutic perspective, but they would go into their homes and they would just sort of see, you know, they need a lot, they, they need yeah. a lot more help than just therapeutic or medical help within the community. And so uh, we would get a lot of referrals um, we would uh, also a lot of partnerships through sort of like-minded organizations. So we would have a partnership with the likes of Alone, uh, oh, yeah. you know, who really focus on providing uh, community support and befriending support for elderly uh, people living within the community. So we partnerships with them, um, you know, a wide range of, of, uh, of, of partners that we work with. Um, would, uh, you know, that th they would know of people living within the community, they would make a referral, we yeah. have a referral process then that we ask them to fill out a referral form, uh, you know, which is available from our website, servicecity.ie, um, and they would give us just a little bit of information about the client, and then we would sort of go about, you know, helping them, and we would do our own assessment, um, and, um, That's so and cool. volunteers, how, yeah. how do volunteers find out? So, that's that's amazing in terms of partnerships. Mm. The real sense of trust has obviously developed, and the relationship mm. between all those organisations is really great. And well, then, in terms like, of like a nurse, maybe can see a garden that needs to be done, mm. but obviously she exactly. can't do it or he can't exactly. do it. Yeah, and exactly. And then they can just know yeah. that you're there, which is so brilliant. Like, yeah, yeah to call yeah, on you guys. Yeah. Then, yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, sorry, go ahead, the volunteers. Yeah, yeah no, the volunteers. Um, so we, we have a very good partnership with um, quite a number of the volunteer centres around the country. There's about 20, 22 volunteer centres and expanding mm -hmm. around the country, which all sort of fall under uh, the umbrella of Volunteer Ireland. Yes. And uh, both Volunteer Ireland and a good number of the uh, volunteer centres like the Dublin City Volunteer Centre, the Dunleary Rathdown Volunteer Centre, South Dublin, you know, Fingal, Galway, you know, there, there, there's, there's a great network of volunteer centres and they have been invaluable in uh, sort of working with us, um, you know, helping us to identify, um, you know, volunteer involving opportunities that we have, how we can craft that and better describe that and put it up on their system. You know, they have a system called IVOL, which, you know, so pretty much anyone in the country that's looking to volunteer can use this resource called IVOL and serve the city along with you know hundreds and hundreds of other uh, volunteer involving organizations uh, that they can choose to get involved. But a lot of it's word of mouth as well. Um, you know, we have people who come, you know, one week to a, to a serve the city volunteer project and they go, wow, this is great. I'm going to tell my friends. And we go, great. Yeah, tell your friends or post on Facebook or whatever. And then next week they turn up with their friend and they go, hey, I brought my friend along this week. You know, so it's, hey, awesome. hey great. It's, it's bring a friend week. Brilliant. <laughs> so, you know, a lot of it's word of mouth. Um, a lot of it's through sort of other community groups as well. Uh, just as you mentioned, Ross, you know, I think there are a lot of people that are, you know, would really love to get involved in something like a food bank or, you know, helping their neighbors with, you know, delivering groceries or even DIY projects when we can go back to doing that in people's homes. And they're just not quite sure where to do it. And so mm -hmm. a lot of those types of organizations would approach us, um, you know, community organizations, uh, but also churches and other faith groups, you know, would, would approach us, you know. So as you know, Russ, we have a, a great partnership with 24-7 uh, Prayer in Dublin, uh, but also with, uh, say, Liffey Valley Vineyard as well. They've, it's been a great partnership working with them and they've, they've brought teams along with volunteers. Um, Ignite and Urban Junction in Black Rock, which some of you will know. Um, they've been great and some of the good people there have jumped in and got involved uh, with some of our projects. So it, it's really a you know, very broad range uh, of, of ways in which people have get involved. Um, yeah, but it, it, it's, so, it's just been great. Yeah, it's really oh. good. So we're probably we're just conscious of the time. I just want to mm. ask you a question. And then um, <laughs> I, I think I, I remember being on a project with Serve the City a few years ago and we were helping a guy um, move out of his mm. apartment um, because he was due to be evicted. And yeah. um, I remember talking to him at the end and he was telling me his 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 eviction meeting is coming up in the next two weeks and mm. he really didn't want to move out. And I just mentioned to him, I said, well, listen, some of us um, believe that prayer actually does work. And I said, do you mind if we, we pray for you about this situation? He said, no, please do. And brought it to our community and we mm. prayed for him. And I remember you telling me a few weeks later that his, his meeting went so well that the landlord allowed him stay there. And mm. I, I just reflecting on that, how, Sometimes we define mission as telling people the right things to believe or making sure their doctrine is lined up. And obviously all of that is really important. But as I've listened to you, Alan, this morning, just it's a whole new landscape of a holistic view of the gospel and the kingdom mm -hmm. flowing into houses, streets, our city. Um, mm -hmm. 
-hmm. you know we don't have loads of time on this but how how would you kind of um (laughs) approach or answer that sort of missional holistic sort of viewpoint of the kingdom of god breaking in and heaven coming to earth yeah, I mean, in, in some ways, it's really overwhelming to, to think of, you know, being a part of what God is doing in terms of breaking in with his kingdom into all sorts of different places that, you know, can be totally unexpected and to- a total surprise, mm-hmm. much like the story you've just uh, shared, Ross, you know, which is for us, you know, just just a brilliant story to share. But there's so many like that. You know, I, I remember I remember being in a helping a school once with a team of volunteers and we were simply washing down the walls you know, they hadn't been painted or washed in years. And we were simply washing them down, getting them ready for painting. And um, I remember we were taking a coffee break or a tea break and we were having a chat. And I was sort of sitting reasonably close to there were a couple of uh, volunteers. And one woman all of a sudden just started tearing up. And I sort of, you know, didn't, didn't pay it much attention at first and just sort of wanted to give her some space or didn't want her to feel awkward in that moment. Yeah. And, um, you know, she eventually kind of dried up her tears and then she eventually said, you know what, um, washing the walls in this school is so significant because I went to this school and, and it wasn't a happy school uh, situation. And uh, she, she went into some detail, which I won't repeat, but she said, cleaning the walls of, the, of this school is like a cleaning out of my own heart. So something deep was resonating within her that she couldn't even articulate properly. Mm. Uh, I had no idea going in. I mean, to me, this was just a, another, you know, painting preparation kind of project, you know, I mean, I was cognizant of the people that were there and the volunteers that we were working with. And, you know, they're a huge part of what we do. And we always really try to focus on, who we're volunteering with and what the experience is like for them but there's just so much stuff like that that you just can't you can't plan for it you just but you know it when you really see it mm-hmm. and, and when someone is touched like the way i've just outlined or ross in the story that you just mentioned with that man a client that we were serving you know something deep is happening within yeah. you know either the volunteers lives or else the life of the person we're serving yeah. and i think that's a part of what we're called to as mission it's to yeah. churn up the stuff that's often in our hearts that we don't even realize the stuff that's in our hearts or on mm. our hearts or on our minds. And it just gives us a whole new perspective. Uh, and, you know, in some cases, people then can really open up to, well, what would like, what, what, what does a different life look like? Yeah. What would yeah. a life lived differently begin to look like? if I were to move away from the things of the past and look to the future. Mm -hmm. And so just asking these types of questions and opening up that sense of curiosity about what my, what life might be like if it were different, Uh, you know, and those sorts of uh, um, sort of, I think are are critical conversations Mm -hmm. to have and critical things to have. And I think that's a critical part of being missional. And I just, just, I, I just one thing to name what you've just said there is that, it's not the people that necessarily you're doing the work to or for mm-hmm. that get impacted, mm-hmm. but it's the volunteers who are helping in the process yeah. are getting impacted as well as they serve, which is such a vision of the kingdom, isn't it? It's not mm-hmm. that we do stuff to other people, but we do it with each other. And mm-hmm. um, I just love that about mm-hmm. everyone's life is getting transformed yeah. in the process. Yeah, absolutely. Really good. Yeah. Yeah. And with the volunteers, we're often volunteering with the same volunteers on different projects, you know, so, 
probably the volunteers where we had the most engagements, you know, where we're literally, you know, well, when, when, we, when we could, we were rubbing shoulders side to side, uh, you know, now <laughs> it's a little bit more distant between that, you know, but it's still possible yeah. to have that type of in-person connection that's meaningful, that's significant. And often, as I say, churns up stuff in people's hearts and minds that they often never, you know, really considered before. Mm. Yeah, that's great. And such a sense of community. And like you said, just getting stuck in, especially during this time when so many people are feeling isolated or just itchy and restless and wanting to do something um, still yeah. amongst the uh, more lockdowns. So is yeah, there, yeah. can you share any ways, you mentioned the website and the kind of volunteer centers, are there other ways people can get involved or link in or um, yeah, kind of what advice would you give people wanting to get stuck in? Sure, yeah. Well, um, you could, anyone that's interested in volunteering, they could email volunteer at servethecity.ie. So we have a dedicated email address for volunteers that are interested. Um, alternatively, um, Serve the City Dublin and Serve the City Galway are on Facebook. Okay. So you go to our Facebook pages and you could either leave a message there for us and, and we'll get back to you. Um, uh, so they're sort of the main ways in which individuals can get involved. Um, if you're part of a community or a group or an organization and you're kind of saying, yeah, maybe three, four, five of us or whatever would like to get involved, then you might just sort of want to give me an email and I'd be happy to have a sort of a follow up chat. And my email is simply alan, A-L-A-N, at servethecity.ie. And I'll be happy to chat, you know, with you kind of one to one um, and maybe just so I can understand a little bit more about your group, uh, uh, your fellowship, or your church, whatever it is, and, 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 and happy to have a chat then and see how we might be able to help plug you in some way. And it, can anyone do a referral? I know you mentioned the referral forms, but you know, if I see a neighbor's situation that's maybe more than I can help with during this time, can yeah. normal people, average people do referrals as well? Absolutely. Yeah. And what we're finding a lot is that, you know, people have maybe got involved in just helping their neighbor in an informal way. And yeah. that's fine. You know, informal volunteering is a big, is a big part of the, you know, what, what our culture and society needs right now. But if they kind of find, you know, this needs to be on a little bit more of a formal kind of basis, yeah. or maybe, you know, I can't do it all the time. So maybe we need some others to help volunteer. So absolutely. Anybody that's can, brilliant. you know, make a referral in that sense in that, they're either currently involving and they need some help or they see a situation on their street, on their road, in their estate um, that, you know, could, could, could do with help from a group of volunteers, yeah. then, you know, more than happy to take a referral from, uh, you know, uh, an individual as well. That's brilliant. Thanks, Alan. Is there anything else either one of you want to say before we wrap up? Thank you, Alan. I think it's brilliant just hearing yeah. about Serve the City. Thank you for all the work you're doing and your yeah. board and all the volunteers. And um, mm. just great. It's just great to challenge our, our vision of what it looks like to bring the kingdom of God to our city and and mm. Serve the City has not stopped during lockdown. Yeah. Um, you've adapted mm. and mm. you've remained flexible and agile. And I think that's a real challenge for us as we navigate mm. these mm. times. And and so um, so it's been really refreshing just to hear new ways that we can engage and partner with God um, in terms of what he's doing across the city. So, mm. yeah, thank you. Well, thank yeah. you, guys. Thanks thank for your you. support. Great to yeah. chat. Brilliant. Thanks, Alan. See ya. Bye, guys. You've been listening to Mission Disco, a podcast by Praxis Movement. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Praxis Movement. 
Subscribe, like or download this podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud or online at praxismovement.ie.